previously on Exiled, Jean Grey sacrificed herself to destroy the demon Avalon and dissolved into nothing as part of a curse brought onto her by a mysterious ring gifted to her by the Graces. Also, Amora the Enchantress and Bethany Brado, Psylocke, met back together after a dangerous mission and... Uh, yeah, we're going to see how all this fits together this week on Exiled. Jen, I play Amora the Enchantress, an Asgardian, Asgardian goddess and sorceress who uh, recently rejoined the Panopticon after an exile in uh, Eternal Camelot. I'm Charlie. I play Psylocke, Bethany Broadoak, a mutant telepath, former member of the Britannic Empire, and currently figuring it all out. I'm Kaylee. I play the being formerly known as Jean Grey, who has become something strange and different, and we're going to figure that out. And I'm Luke, your Game Master. Welcome to Annual Number 2. So, uh, where do we find Bethany and Psylocke? Uh, Y'all met up after after the return from Camelot Eternal. So where are you now? Where are y'all now? So, I'm wondering how much time has passed. Uh, let me know how much time has passed. Have you <laughs> had a night together? Uh, Spider-Man in our other annual immediately got called out because he could not avoid billiard balls asking him for help because Cliff has been having a lot of sex in their room. So. Whoa. <laughs> I think maybe like well, at least a week, well, the- <laughs> maybe longer. Yeah, I, I think it's been a, a little bit of time. Um, yeah, I I think they're very much um, feeling each other out again, but in this different way, like in a in the way where it's like, you know, this is who I am now, and this is who I am now. Um, so just re- trying to reconnect. Like, and, and plug mm. those things back in. And also, I forgot to mention, we are playing Lasers and Feelings this week. It rolls. <laughs> uh, yeah, we will get to sort of what y'all listening need to know about that. But uh, there's only two stats this time. There's Lasers and Feelings. Um. So. So, uh, since sort of the the camelot plan like went so well um how much has sort of billiard balls and the squad running the panopticon been like open to 
Amora like inserting herself into the way things are run. Billiard balls has been kind of open to it. There was a big disaster that was looming that was already resolved by Spider-Man and the team. And I mean, he's kind of expecting you to eventually get around to like investigating Camelot Eternal. Is it safe deconstructing things? Because as Billiard Balls said, yeah, there is a, a lot of shit there. Like, there's multiple Phoenix forces on the inside of that thing. Hmm. Okay. Hey. hey. Oh wait, no, sorry. That was the that was not Billiard Balls' voice. That was like a almost semi choir voice. Hey. So there uh, we go. Yeah. There's a lot of. Yeah. Billiard Balls. Billiard Balls. Nobody wants to know about billiard balls. Yeah, uh, Amora, there's a bunch of shit inside. I kind of expected you to uh, be jumping at the bit, considering you know how dangerous that thing is and how much power is in there. Uh, the the nasty thing that uh, got left behind a uh, infinite an infinite time loop got uh, disassembled, but there's multiple Phoenix forces in there, and uh, yeah, you and uh. Psylocke might want to go check that out. Yeah. That would be... That would work well. I have some experience with Phoenix forces. And... I mean... Psylocke's about the closest to Jean I've seen. So... I'll, I'll see if she's open to it. She, she definitely needs right. some time to... Uh, repair after the last mission. Fair enough. And so where has Amora been staying on the Panopticon? Um well So remember how she basically had like a a lounge in the previous Panopticon? Um, she's basically done that again, um, except it's also kind of her residence, but it's, like, kind of an open door policy in a weird way. Yeah, like, she knows how to manipulate the panopticon, so she built her own space, yeah. essentially. And she just wants everyone to know she's, you know, my door's always open, we can always talk. I've got... You know, I've done this before, and I've got some great ideas. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, do we find Psylocke there currently? I, I think you do, and I think you you see uh, Bethany as... Um, there's, there's some things that are different. Um, I think after she got back, um, you know, she did handle... She gave her Green Lantern ring to Cliff. Like, she gave mm -hmm. it to him. Um... So she no longer has that ability, uh, or those abilities. Um, so I think she's doing what she can to, like, leave the things in the past that she believes need to stay there. So I think she's ditched her old costume. Mm -hmm. um, she's no longer wearing her old costume. Um, and... I think she's, like, she's just really trying to, like, move forward. So she's got a, she's got a much more, like, like, hard-edged, like, 
look right now. Like, I think she's still wearing purple and pink, but I think it's very much like the, not necessarily armor, but I think she's got kind of that, like, old school Psylocke vibe. Like, or very much maybe been leaning into, like, the Psylocke that's, like, around right now. Not necessarily Captain Britain, but, um, like, her, the costume that she had before all that. Like, that, that really neat one. Um, I think she's got, like, she's got her hands taped up. I think, I think she's just been, like, training and, like, trying to move past all this stuff. Like, just to find something else to, like, preoccupy her time. But she is, she is with Amora right now. Okay. So, like, definitely that, uh, okay. Well, new cover art, so. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I'll get you. I'll get you something. All right. Uh, What is Amora rocking? Oh my god! I'm so glad you asked. Um, So (laughs) I have two um, Cara Delvine looks that (gasps) I I've sort of combined here and put in green. Um, God, I had this written down somewhere. (laughs) Now I have to find out. Um, It's it's. I'm just going to drop these into chat and then find my notes of, like, which collections these are. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. God. So it's like that, Fantastic. huh? So. <laughs> uh, you'll be. Yeah, here we go. We've got um, this very, like, shoulder paddy cape coat. Um, it's mm-hmm. from the uh, Balmain Spring 2019. Uh, just search Cara Delvine in that. Uh, and then that combined with, like, uh, the Savage X Fenty uh, spring-summer 2020. Uh, it's this, like, open front uh, dress. Yeah, but the, both of those, but in, like, greens. I can vouch they look amazing. The, the makeup and hair look from the Fenty. From the second one? The second or the one, yeah. One? Yeah, well, uh, listeners will be able to check out the cover art. Yeah, now that now that I've got something tied down a little, I'm th- I'm gonna put a picture in here. Definitely kind of oh. that, but rocking like purple oh, and wow. pink. So like the black is purple and the yellow is pink. Yes, and but high heel boot, right. high heel boots. Excellent. So, uh, rocking these very powerful looks in Enchantress's lounge. Extremely gilded high ceilings are very like palatial spa vibes here there are like attendants who definitely aren't real people (laughs) but like people keep bringing you like glasses of champagne (laughs) Uh, are they like psychic constructs magic constructs robots um uh, the first two Okay. <laughs> uh, Amora, you 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 wanted me to come? Yes. Oh, we've got a new mission to go on. If you're up for it, I figured maybe you. I mean, if you want more time, I can certainly uh, push for that. But there's a bunch of Camelot to clean up. And soon it will become a problem. 
So, going back and supposedly cleaning up the mess, I've been eager to push in another direction, so maybe this will be good. Some closure, right? Yeah. We'll see what's left. And if there is anything left, and it gets in our way, well, um, and she cracks her knuckles. <laughs> and uh, we are going to have the first roll uh, of this. Uh, I am going to need you to make a uh, roll here for, uh, it's going to be a feelings roll, so you want to roll over your number, uh, Psylocke. So your score is two, so you just need to roll higher. What do than we roll two. for this? Uh, it's just going to be one d six because neither of you are prepared for this. It is wow, Google, Google roll. It is a three. All right. So you feel a massive wave of psychic energy coming through you and you see it as a link from Camelot Eternal itself seeming to reach out through a psychic connection to all other psychics nearby though nearby is a relative term because space and time are meaningless in the void of the bleed yeah um I think uh Bethany like kind of like grits her teeth and like puts her hand on her head and uh, uh, do you feel that? Enchantress, you do not. Is it a psychic feedback? Yeah, but much, much stronger. It is oh, I haven't Something is there. Something is radiating out of Camelot Eternal. And Luke, is it familiar to me? Uh, yes. Uh, you see glimpses of uh, fire and fiery energy. It's like burning. It's hot, but also... Uh, icy cold. Uh, Amora, I think this is Jean? It's the Phoenix? Something. Uh, we are dealing with multiple Phoenix forces. I don't know if it's Jean specifically. Whatever it is, it's 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 definitely there. And, uh, so I think we cut over, uh, I take it after this point you would head over to Camelot Eternal? Mm -hmm. So there is a massive, uh, like, hole that pretty much, imagine a melon baller came at Camelot Eternal and took a chunk out of it. Uh, that is missing. It's kind of harder to see now because Camelot Eternal shifts around, but there's just something breaking on the 
like rotating surface of Camelot Eternal. But uh, you're able to make. Uh, well, let's see if you're able to make a landing. Uh, who is driving the ship? Hmm. I guess maybe I am if I still have my um. My my technology band. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the name of your ship? Oh. Oh boy. I think I think or, a war might have might might have figured that figured that one out or christened it something. Do we have our yeah. own? Uh yeah, I assume Amora would have made sure she had her own ship. Hmm. I mean, it's not I don't think it would be one I stole from Camelot because I probably just teleported. But you know the uh, the inside of the Panopticon has any type of ship you could want. Okay. Well, then I think it's just sort of a. It's like then it's okay. Then it's definitely like a chariot. <laughs> it looks like a <laughs> fucking nice. chariot. Um, beautiful. What pulls the chariot? Um. Oh god, I've gone about this wrong. It should be a ship, shouldn't it? Uh, no, I mean like it, a longboat. At at this point, is this like space everything yacht? has existed. Um, god, I'm so bad at vehicles. <laughs> that's how. That's why there was a van the last time. <laughs> Not you, you know. Just <laughs> it happens. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's like a little it, it's like a little coop essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's like the sports car of of ships, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's going to be fast and nimble. And by coop I mean like a Wait, maybe I'm mixing up my terms. Anyway, if it was if it was a car brand, what car brand would it be? It's like what if a um what if a convertible was just a seat was like a three-wheeler almost except spaceship so it it looks halfway (laughs) between a um a convertible and like a a like two-seat chariot fair nice uh there's like a specific kind of like horse-drawn carriage that I'm thinking of. (laughs) Apparently Lucas found an image. Oh, wait, damn, it's on Pinterest. Oh, no! Cursed! Cursed! What happens if I type in space chariot into Google? Yeah, yeah, no, so a coupe is, like, an uh, also, it was originally a a little, like, horse-drawn carriage that went, like, super fast. Okay, I put in an image. It's sort of like that, but a sports car. Yes, perfect. Now. <laughs> Hold uh, on. Yeah, it, it's like two wheels in the front, one in the back, with like very smooth angles. And is it green? Uh, no, it's gold. Ooh. Oh. Fancy. Uh, yeah. So, uh, roll me a uh, feelings check, and you get to roll two d six for this. Okay. 
because you are prepared to drive. And well, no, you've probably driven this thing before, so actually roll me 3d6. 3d6. And I... Do I total that, or do I just look at the... Nope. Uh, you let me know how many are over Okay, three. all of them. All right. Uh, are any of them exactly uh, No, all of them are four. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. You uh, land your ship. Uh, you, you land your ship. It looks awesome. And you found, like, a, a good spot to uh, get into the base. Uh, this is a uh, abandoned Captain Britain entrance. Uh, this Captain Britain was Batman. Okay. <laughs> yes. It was a Batman. Okay. Captain Batman. Captain mm-hmm. Batman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep. Yeah. So there's lots of signs of Outworld, or there are lots of Outworldly signs of wealth here. Like, everything is framed in gold. It's very ostentatious. You picked something that is likely to be looted by you quickly if you have the chance. I mean, it's always the area where I felt most at home in the castle, so. (laughs) And that is when you see a figure in front of you. Uh, So, Kaylee. Yes. Jean is, or well, the Phoenix, uh, depending on how you want to refer uh, how are they manifesting? What does what do they look like right now? Uh, Jean is the phoenix. She looks kind of like she's made out of living fire. And her clothing is kind of like if you've seen um, the comic book stories, Here Comes Tomorrow or Madeline Pryor and Mutant X. It's kind of black and spiky and alien looking. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that with fire. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I see. Uh, once again, you'll be able to see this image on the uh, the cover. Like Ooh. that, but also human torch. Oh, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a look. Hell of a Damn. look. Hashtag looks. Hashtag looks. goblin queen. Yeah. Or I guess this would probably be like the Demon Queen or something, because you got that uh, big etri- uh, that big Demon Avalon slash Etrigan energy. Yeah. Scary. Okay. Well. Uh yeah. So you have appeared, and right now you have a lot of memories, a lot of thoughts, and you recognize the two people in. Fr- front of you oops uh can you roll me a uh feelings check uh just as a 1d6 five check so you want to roll a five or a six Ooh, i rolled a three uh all right uh you remember that enchantress uh, was someone who you fought before, and Bethany Brada specifically was also a person you fought before. Great. I'm already on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
suddenly my eyes glow and my fire sort of erupts across the side of the room. And what do you, are you saying anything or just erupting <clears throat> in fire? Uh, yes, I'm like, Amora, Bethany. It's a sort of a strange alien voice. Jean, that's, um, that's new look on you. That's, uh, certainly something. I sort of react on pure instinct and remembering these are faces I fought before, just a big spike of fiery energy suddenly blasts at them. Uh, all right. Roll me 2d6. You are rolling feelings. Feelings. Can I roll to block? Or does that... Is that not how <laughs> this works? Uh, we'll, we'll resolve Jean's cool. roll first. Six and a two. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's one success. Uh, yeah, you blast him at fire. And, uh... Is the goal to actually hurt them? No, like, okay. How much does Jean actually remember? Just that she fought them last time she saw them? It's, uh, yeah, it's sort of coming in waves. Yeah, like, Jean right now as a phoenix is kind of this being of, like, pure emotion and passion, and she still doesn't quite know how to process all that and kind of be a human being again. So she's not trying to kill mm -hmm. them, but it's just like sort of this instinctual like back off kind of move. Yeah. And I think Psylocke as a result is getting this emotion directly and is uh, feeling that. Ugh. I think she's like grimacing and um, she's got like a hand outstretched while one like clutches her, her head and I think she's like trying to put up a a, a purple bubble around them so the flames won't actually hurt them it's like an instinctual situation yeah Amora I don't know if she's in pain or or what um I, she's reading some sort of energy some psychic energy and it's it's gonna knock me on my ass if we keep this up. I would love to make... Um, I would like to make an illusion version of Diana to talk to her. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think this is going to be that feels lasers... Right. So you get to roll 2d6. This is very, uh, I read her file. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's kind of underhanded. Uh, Playing play the game this way, huh? It's a five and a two. <laughs> uh, all right, so you get a laser feeling. What does that mean? Oh, no. What does the that most, mean? The most uh, dangerous kind. So, yeah. Uh, so you get to ask me a question. Um, and there's no, like, list of questions, right? <laughs> uh, there's some suggestions, like, what are they really feeling? Who's behind this? How could I get them to blank? What should I be on the lookout for? What's the best way to blank? What's really going on I guess on what's here? the best way to, um, get through to Jean? 
I, I think talking and trying to help her remember. So, like, uh, Jean, you're, you're remembering Diana. Right. I see her and my flame suddenly pulls back. I look a little more like my old human self in shock of Diana seeing me this way. Diana? Oh, Jean, where have you been? It's, I, I've been looking everywhere for you. I, I heard about your mission. I didn't expect to see you here. What's, what is going on? Diana, I, I died. And then I burned and I don't know what I am anymore. You, you were Jean. That is, you've always been. You've been here for me and you've been here before. It's, it's time for you to come home. What is home? Diana turns back to look at Enchantress and Bethany. It's with us. It's with me. Those two. I remember. I fought them. You... You fought Bethany, but she... She's here to bring you back. It was all... She she learned what she was doing. And you fought Enchantress, but that wasn't you. That was part of you. It's always been part of me. The Phoenix. I ran from it for so long, but now I can't believe I was afraid. Jean, can you roll me uh, 2d6 for feelings? Feelings. That was a three and another three. Uh, yeah. So, one of the things that happened when you use that final ring is you absorb the demon Avalon inside of you. Mm-hmm. Fun. And that part that remembers is fearing you. So that part is sort of, uh, like trying to take over and, uh... You know, that part is still angry at the two of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can feel something else inside me. This rising anger and my fire blazes again. i visibly torn. So the fire starts blazing again. Maybe you have, like, some horns popping up. Oh, uh, yeah. I've got to... I, I, I want to try another illusion. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I want to do some very like um, post-season clip show bullshit, um, and, oh. and like basically want to like use my illusion powers to project uh, that uh, episode of TV that we ma- we made in like our third mission, uh, where where Gene and I were like siblings, kicky siblings. Oh. Uh, yeah, roll me, uh, 3d6 for feelings. Okay, that's a 3, 5, and a 5. Alright, that is going to be, uh, a success. You also get to, uh, ask me a laser feelings. Oh, gosh. 
Um, what do I know about the Phoenix Force from, um, studying the Bible from specifically my experience with, um, Quentin? Ooh, that is a good question. So, Choir uh, told you about the Phoenix Force. It's connected to the Emkron Crystal, which is something that contains all realities inside of it, but is also in all realities at the same time. The Phoenix Force itself is a bringer of life, and the host of the Phoenix can sometimes be easily corrupted, uh, depending on how willing they are to destroy uh i don't know what what else is there anything specifically that you want to know about it um i guess like what it takes to um i don't know separate a host from the phoenix force Ooh, uh that hasn't really been well, some people have given up the Phoenix Force, but it always needs to be to another willing host that the Phoenix Force mm. wants. But, uh, yeah, you have uh, effectively summoned the, like, sitcom room. Uh, so you've got your sort of baseball player outfit. Jean has the, like, Sunday dress. What does Psylocke have on? What is Bethany wearing in this weird sitcom illusion you've brought up um you know what i yeah you gotta choose that one (laughs) um like i want to put her in as like a a, like third sibling character who wasn't there (laughs) Uh, romy 1d6 romy 1d6 we'll see if you can raise her feelings of the show that's a six uh all right so that's going to be feelings so what would a more impulsively make bethany look like not according to any official plan okay okay so um uh bethany's definitely like dressed what was i i was like a baseball kid in that um Mm -hmm. yeah so she She's dressed as the, like, captain of the baseball team. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I like that, like, we're, we're like, we appear in costume for this. And then, the, like, sort of the rest of the scene is playing over us as if it was, like, projected onto the walls. So there's like mm-hmm. when to go in costume, but like as if, um, as if it's like on a projector screen. Yeah, yeah, no, that works. So you're getting all this feedback and uh, conflicting emotions, and Bethany, you're also seeing uh, bits from the past that you have not seen before. Is this supposed to help? You remember this one, Jean? Uh, I look on the projections and 
Again, my face is torn. I can feel the demon pulling at me. And uh, I sort of clutch my head. And I'm like, no, no more tricks, Amora. And, uh, and uh, do you want to attack or what is your goal? Yeah, I think um, like almost not even thinking just out of like pure psychic pain, hurl another sort of psychic fireball at Amora. All right, uh, roll 2d6 for feelings. Okay, I got a four and a three. Uh, all right, you get a laser feelings question. Okay, what's really going on here? Uh, so the Ring of the Graces that you had gotten is trying to form you into a gestalt entity with the powers that you had absorbed from like the third, fourth, and fifth persons who you had uh, targeted with it. So like there's not as loud but you have the britannic empire energy inside you there's the uh stacy x powers that you had absorbed and there's the uh demon and the demon is the uh other big personality and it is angry and it feels justification in its anger because it believes that there is strength in running on the worst impulses like this was a demon that was the spirit more or less of imperialism so it gained power uh by being justified and by justifying others mm. that's big and scary mm -hmm. mm. and like that is trying to merge into something with gene and as you were trying to push it away it's causing you more stress because it's sort of like uh trying to separate uh like oil and water mm -hmm. where uh they're still in the same container and it's going to make problems if you mix it up you might be able to get something usable but it's going to be hard depending on how you handle things okay i think if um if there is a if there is a fireball headed amora's way um bethany is absolutely going to um step in to get that the heck out of here uh all right romy plus feelings for just 1d6 Plus my number. Or plus my number, right? Uh, no, just 1d6. Oh, okay. okay. That's a 6. Alright. Uh, you rolled over your feelings, so yeah, you're able to uh, step in and protect uh, from this fireball a bit of the emotions because this is a lot of psychic energy get into you and you see Jean having this fight on the inside between herself and the demon who had previously been a near brother yeah um i think uh but uh bethany realizes that right away mm -hmm. um and i think as she's like shielding these flames away from amora she looks back and um says this is a remnant of that demon that possessed my brother 
it has gotten into Jean, and I do not know how, but it cannot take her over if we have any hope of bringing her back alive from this. Avalon. I want to get rid of that thing once and for all. But I promised I would bring Jean back if I ever found her. I can't break that promise. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, do you want to try and cut it out? or? I'm going to... Um, I'm going to take the, the, the shield that I had, had manifested and I'm going to, like, do this, like, really cool, like, motion where... Um, like there's purple in her hand and she pulls back and I think she's going to create a bow with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's going to level it right at Jean with like psychic energy just to try and expel that. But I think as she's pulling this bow back, she looks at an Amora and she says, love, I need some magic purifying. If you've got it. I create a, a new illusion. The mm-hmm. take the ones and change it. And this time from the vault it's the picture of a Phoenix host who balanced all of the traits that let it let it use the phoenix force in serenity and not 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 with like anger and destruction but uh with like the the potential of growth and that is all right herman darling (laughs) oh herman darling who was erased from existence rip um uh roll me 2d6 for lasers amora oh that's a three and a five uh yeah do i get to ask a question Uh, though yeah you get to ask (laughs) a question um so my question is um how did i get free from avalon when i was oh that is a excellent question. Good question. Yeah. Uh, so your your spell fizzles because there was no Herman Darling. Herman Darling never existed. Rip, 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 the... rip. Could have sworn. Um, could have sworn. I saw him in a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were perfect. Uh, I I think we get a, I think we get like a brief montage though of Amora sort of being under Byron Broadoak's uh, control and then. Just Amora's magic fades if it's not reapplied, and her own magic had been used against her, and so she was just like in the kitchen one of the days, like getting a tray full of tea and bringing it out, and just this wave of uh, magic vanishes from her, and. I think she swears, and then we cut back to uh, the modern day. Uh, so, 
you wanted to make the attack and Amora was unable to help, so you are just going to be rolling 2d6 okay. for feelings. Okay. Psylocke. Let's roll them dice. I have a six and a three. Uh, all right. Yeah, luckily you got that uh, number two, so both of those are successes. Uh, you fire the bow at uh, at Jean. Uh, the problem is, like, the demon and Jean are still stuck together. And so, Jean, you are feeling this uh, blast from the psychic arrow that is trying to rip you apart into two pieces. And it's not feeling good. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Jean, uh, how do you respond? Uh, I scream very painfully. Um, my Jean side is trying to hold on, but the part of me, which is my Avalon, just wants to wipe them out like little specks. So, I'm going to fire another blast, but part of me is pulling the punch. Uh, right. Uh, roll feelings. Two d six. Okay, rolled a three and a two. Uh, that is going to be a failure. Uh, you release a full blast, and you feel a bit of the demon take over you more. And as this fire comes, you see. Like, the demon is saying, Oh yes, come on, Jean. Give in to the hate. Give in to the power. Give in to the fury. Your fury is justified. You've had people telling you for so long. It isn't. But I'm here to tell you it is. I hate these Aussie demons. <laughs> yeah, God. God. We were between Irish and Australian. <laughs> I'll mock Millar in there. Oh, God. It is evil. <laughs> Kill it. Get it out of me. No, that's just... That's just the gestalt of all accents. Oh, yeah. It's just the merging point between all accents. Call <laughs> next exist. DC, Marvel, all accent. Um... Yeah, so the fireball comes at uh, Psylocke specifically. How are you responding? Um, that fireball is coming towards me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's seen that the it, it, the psychic arrow only didn't like didn't produce the response she wanted, um, mm-hmm. and she knows that in order to like purify Jean. She has to get up close and personal. Like, this is kind of a psychic knife situation. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I think the bow and arrow melts away into, like, just, like, a a regular force field to, like, try and absorb some of this um, fire. Um, But she turns to Amora, like, and she, she says... I have to get closer. I have to get in her mind. That's the only way. Amora nods 
I've got one more trick. Um. All right. Uh, didn't want to do this, but love to hear this. Forcing my hand, Gene. Um, and I'm gonna we're gonna do that same sort of scene projector. Uh. But this one is mm -hmm. a certain high school where Jean and I were teens. Uh, and I think it's uh, uh, us in the lunchroom uh, chatting with uh, one Sam Summers. All right. Roll me 2d6. You are rolling lasers here. That's a one and a two. Mm. Hot damn. Uh, yeah, that is a success. So you successfully conjure the lunchroom of the Future Foundation and a uh, magic projection of Sam Summers. And sh and, and she's and stretched like, across, like, this is all on the, like, broken stone of the castle, and she's, her face is, like, stretched across some rubble. Um, and it's some conversation... We're just some innocuous stuff. I can't believe we have to do four types of math. Other schools get to do five types of math. You know what I mean, Jean? <laughs> oh, Sam, you're the most adorable nerd. Uh, Romy, uh, 1d6 for feelings. Ooh, oh, a one. Ooh. That's gonna burn. Uh, yeah. You get a flashback to you undoing Sam Summers' uh, reality where the two of you met. Oh boy! Ah! I just scream like my soul is on fire. No, don't show me this. And like the fire goes through, and like the illusion is now like almost as if a holographic projection was being cast over fire in here and uh yeah amora uh you got fire coming at you what you um, doing i would love to throw up a um shield a, a uh force shield all right uh yeah Romy, uh 2d6 and you are rolling for... It's three and feelings. five. Uh, all right. Uh, you get a laser feelings. And a success. Oh, what should I do with this? Um... Oh, Charlie, do you have any ideas? <laughs> um... I think the main thing is we're just reminding Jane of her of her humanity. Like I think you know what maybe maybe something like what can we do to like bring Jane back to herself. Like outside of all of the cosmic alien weirdness. Yeah. Like what like what can we do for that? Okay. How do we what do that? What is, like, just the most 
mundane hobby or memory that Jean had. Uh, I think it's like way back uh, before Jean's powers activated and she's just playing uh, like house with her friend who like in a year or two would get hit by a car that's when Jean's powers manifest. <laughs> Continuity. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just this very bucolic moment that you uh get a glimpse of. Okay. Um I'm going to start ha- talking to myself kind of Jekyll and Hyde Willem Dafoe Green Goblin style mm-hmm. wrestling <laughs> with my two natures. I'm like, I could, I could do it. I'm the phoenix. I could rip a hole in reality and I could see them again. I could do it. I could save them all. But if I saw Annie or Sam, they wouldn't know me. They'd, they'd only see a monster. All right, as you're dealing with this, roll me uh, 2d6 for feelings. Actually, 3d6, 3d6. Okay, I got a three, a three, and a six. You only got one there. You you hear or you see the voices where it's just going, ah, you, you know, you, you can just get rid of them. Make a new world all shaped by yourself. And uh, the demon is reaching out, but then a uh, another voice uh calls out to you ah uh, hey is 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 this gene gene who and what? you recognize the voice of choir oh god ah uh, yeah yeah uh how are you feeling my heart is a ball of fire yeah, yeah, I, I, I can understand that. And Amora and Psylocke, you are also getting this. Amora, you know this voice to be Choir, who got killed by the demon Avalon uh, when he had become a multidimensional phoenix. And Psylocke, you've never heard this voice before. Mm. Uh, oh, hey, Amora. How are you doing? Um... I think there there are like Amora's sort of standing agape and I think there's there's tears in her eyes and her hair like turns pink. Oh. <laughs> um I think Bethany's just like looking between everybody, like like looking like at Jean and then looking at Amora and then hearing the voices in her head and she's like all right. Quentin. Yeah. But you... I thought you... Got killed for a while? I guess it didn't stick? I mean, what is the phoenix famous for, <laughs> Amora? Oh, we'll have to get coffee and talk about Ragnaroks. 
we'll see we'll see really good to hear your voice again yeah yeah uh there's like 50 different phoenix forces inside the base i realized that as they were calling out because gene dealing with all the stuff she's dealing with is uh riling up this thing at the center of camelot eternal which is not great I'm sorry. I, I I have no context for this or you. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, Quentin Choir. Uh, also, I am a phoenix existing in every universe in a set of realities. Uh, your brother killed me. Funnily enough, Quentin was my number one back at the old Panopticon before Avalon came along. Mm-hmm. So more casualties of this place. Well, it's nice apparently to see that you're not dead um, for all parties involved. But if you would be so kind, could you please let us know how to help Jean here? I mean, what do you want? Do you, do you want the old Jean back? Like, do you want a Jean without problems and everything that she's gone through like do you want all of that gone no 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 pain and trauma our memories and what we go through shape us into the people that we are i don't want a blank slate but i don't want jean to have a blank slate but i want her to not be in pain. I can feel her tearing apart inside. I, I, I just want her to be okay. I want her to know that she's got people that are waiting for her. That's all. And uh, Amora, Amor, what are you looking for out of this situation? How do we get Avalon out of her? The gene... I know Jean I mean, can control this thing yeah. or... Manage it. But I mean, with that in there... It, it, it's not... It, it's not that easy. It's It would be like... Breaking a baked cake back into the pieces. Right now... It's, it's still cooking. You got some time, but uh, there's only so much you can do to help out. Well, then what is that? I mean, Jean's going to end up with some of these powers that weren't hers to start off with in the end. I mean, that's that's what it is. If you want her to not have a demon in her, that's that's impossible. But what part is in her is, well... Sending her massive psychic uh, trauma is not doing the thing. We've all got demons. We've all got darkness. Yeah, and you keep telling her it's not part of her. It's not who she is. You're not helping her accept. You're, you're forcing her to reject, and that ain't helping anybody. Then, 
maybe all Jean needs to hear is that whatever path that she walks down will still be here. But she's better than that thing. The hate and the anger, you can keep it inside and let it fester. But it's going to get out. So, Jean, if you can hear me, know that we don't know each other very well. But that's something I can understand. Much better than almost anyone. So let that anger fuel you, but make it righteous and not destructive. And I think, um, I think Bethany just, I think Bethany grabs Amora's hand just for like grounding sake. And, uh, yeah, Jean, you, you have the, uh, these two people who have come out across universes with you. Choir is back, and, uh, can you row me, uh, 3d6 for feelings? Huh? Actually, 4d6. Oh, wow. 4d6 for feelings. Oh, that's a lot of dice. Mm-hmm. That was a 4 a two, a one, and a five. Oh, that is one success and uh, one question that you get for laser feelings. What? Are... Oh, laser feelings. What does Jean really want right now? It's kind of a mystery even to herself. I mean, you, you, you play Jean here. <laughs> but there's, what is Jean, really? <laughs> what the friends we made Jean along the want? way. The friends we made along the way. In a way, <laughs> are we all Jean? <laughs> is this just, like, uh, an illusion clip show of, like, every time Jean has just, like, way, like destroyed the fuck out of the enemy? <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. every time she's just uh, been the MVP of the team, and... <laughs> Play the DJ air horn. Okay. So, I can let you answer that, or you can have me sort of answer it. It's up to you. Uh, let's see. Okay, I can, I can play myself. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, I think Jean is feeling so much emotions right now it's like completely overwhelming but she hears Bethany say she understands and something inside of that clicks for Jean and she sort of kind of opens her mind willingly to Bethany. Like what, like what does, to see like, what does Bethany understand? How, 
could they possibly be alike? Uh, so you see, like, scenes of some of the shit that Bethany has done willingly and unknowingly as well. Uh, you see crimes that were done to Alf. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like... Uh, you see what she's gone through since she uh, took a spot on the team and like her having to face her brother and like destroying people who she knew and something that had been intrinsic to the part of her because she realized there was something broken about it. And uh, yeah. She walked into the fire. I never look back. <laughs> so yeah, Jean sees all this and she finds herself touched. Like, how do you walk through the fire without getting burned? And what does what does Jean ultimately want? I think Jean wants peace with herself. Okay. More than anything else? Yeah, I think Jean has kind of been internally at war with herself even before she became the Phoenix. She was kind of tormented by how she failed Sam. Uh, she was trying to outrun her destiny. She was, you know, fighting the influence of the Graces for so long. So she just wants that balance where right now she's overwhelmed and all her feelings are exploding into fire. And I, I think what we get is the fire starts to burn and it starts off as this red color and then it like gets hotter and hotter until it's this pure white and it becomes this glowing brilliance and then it fades away and we are left in the room the fires that had been burning in here around bethany and amora are gone and uh we cut over to another universe where uh there's a uh person uh, a young woman who is enrolling in a school. It's not a special school. And the registrar at the uh, office asks her for her name. Diana Summers. And we, we then cut back to Camelot Eternal. And uh, Bethany and Amora. So is Jean gone? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's, she's gone. Is Quentin still just a voice? Mm-hmm. <sighs> what the hell? I never did understand that girl. There's going to be so many disappointed people. Yeah, that's that's life. 
You know, I'm usually the one that's pretty cynical around here. I exist in every universe simultaneously, Bethany. Did you catch when I said that love was like love was like being haunted? Because yeah, I, listen. You said that. Just. Uh, it was a metaphor. I mean, it was. A, I was making a metaphor. I was not in the best mindset at the time. And all I meant was, and I think she still got Amora's hand. I think she takes her other hand. All I meant was that being in love feels like someone's with you all the time. And you can't stop thinking about them. Even if you don't want to. I mean, I've gotten love is like being flayed in the fires of Surtur before. So that's like, that's pretty mellow as far as things go. Yeah, um, that's, uh, that sounds romantic, actually. Kinky. <sighs> what are we going to tell everybody? You resolve this situation with the phoenix. Is the castle stable now? Oh, stable enough. I'll I'll handle it, and you can just reach out and let me know if you want to use this massive, multi-dimensional weapon for anything. But yeah, you know. Ooh, multi-dimensional weapon just sitting out here—that does not sit well with me. Can we? cloak it uh, I'll, you you get out of here I can uh, I can keep some eyes on it so coffee like Thursday can you get coffee yeah do you have like a physical form or should we just oh no no that's easy and a quit inquire appears just like almost radiant from the inside out Ooh, look at me. I have a physical form now. Is that is is this what you're looking for? It is good to see you. You too, boss. Well, we came, we saw. Not entirely sure we conquered, but... But we've done enough of that, haven't we? I, I think we have. Um, I think, uh, even though Quire's standing there, I think <laughs> Bethany moves in to kiss Amora. She uh, allows that. Thank you. Um, I think uh, Amora gives um, Quire like a, a very warm handshake uh, and says, don't be a stranger. Well, it's a bit too late for that, but so it goes, Amora. So it goes. And and I think he uh, waves a hand and the two of you and also the golden chariot car are <laughs> teleported back to the Panopticon. Incredible. And that is where we end this annual of Exile. I'm Jen. You can find me on Twitter at StreetOverJen and you can find my artwork at StreetOverJen.com.
I'm Charlie. You can find me at Genetic Ghost on Twitter, and you can find my podcast, Young Ones, at Young Ones Cast, um, also on Twitter. I'm Kaylee. You can find me on Twitter at Ranch Ranch Ranch, and you can find a lot of my writing at WomenWriteAboutComics.com. And I'm Luke, your game master. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Coltreg. That's K O L T R E G. And you know, this is Exiled. If you've made it this far and don't know where to find us, we made choices. We got one more of these coming out next week to wrap up all of Exiled forever, unless you want to go and check out the Patreon, which is under my name, Luke Hare, and then you can uh, get a higher number of follow ups that we're going to get. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening to this one. Kaylee, good to have you back. We'll see what happens to Gene in the future, or you might finally have a second character. <gasps> Yay, just in time for it all to end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that wraps us up this time on Exiled. Peace.